professional resources, practical tools, and inspiring conversations to teachers and parents in their quest for excellent education. And the trees are rainbow, and you'll see the corn every now and then because that's not weird at all. Welcome to Best Practices, an Odyssey School podcast. My name is Corey Adams, and I'll be your host. Today, we are joined by high school environmental justice teacher Jessica Potter Bowers in the studio. JP's wandering career path has included work in a Latino youth mentoring program, parenting education classes, group homes, environmental education centers, farm schools, and recovery residences. She believes strongly that kids grow better outside and enjoys teaching in nature's classrooms. JP studied Spanish and public relations for her undergrad at UNC Chapel Hill and both environmental education and restoration ecology while earning her master's in education at the University of Washington in Seattle. JP, thank you for joining us in the studio today. I'm honored to be here. So your best practice was experiential in nature and focused on team building. Can you share a little about why you chose this topic? Yeah, I actually spent a lot of time thinking about what I was going to teach for my best practice because, you know, Odyssey just has this wealth of knowledge and experience amongst its teachers, and I wasn't sure what I could really bring to the table. So I went with something I felt confident about, and that was also interactive, which is, of course, my favorite type of learning. Uh, In my graduate program, it was really an amazing and transformative experience because it was such a small, intentional program, just 28 students, and we worked on this 200 and 25 acres of um, environmental ed center. It was so beautiful and everything was really intentional. The community reminded me a lot of Odyssey because of that thought, the thoughtfulness that went into how we interacted with each other as teachers and how we interacted with our students. And we spent a lot of time on team building and there was a low ropes course there. So we did some activities on the low ropes and then some like the one I did with the teachers, gutters, that was more flexible and movable in nature. So gutters, that is the game that you played. And can you describe it here? Sure. So gutters requires a ball and some gutters. The ball I use is a like a racquetball, though lots of types of small balls would do. And I've made my own gutters uh, historically out of the edges of cardboard shipping boxes. But these mm-hmm. ones are actually from the stays from a, like a refrigerator or something. So um, they are uh, just able to be cut into sections of like one or two feet and the ball has to travel through it. So the task is for everyone to work together to get the ball from one end of a field or a room to another and it has to pass through everyone's gutter at least once. It can't touch anything except the gutter, so no fingers Mm. and it can't drop on the ground and it can't stop or go backwards. So everybody has to work together in order to move this ball, and it's usually pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) And so were they successful? Did they move the ball from one place to the other? They were successful. This is actually one of the things I love about gutters is no one is ever successful on the first try, right? So Uh there's a lesson about failure in there and how success really comes from these lessons you learn every time that you make a mistake. Um, And so it took them a few tries, and then they landed in at the sword and the stone. One of the other things I love about gutters is that there's not one right way to complete the task. Mm. I've seen groups, you know, adults and children do countless different maneuvers and moves in order to try to make this thing work. And 
different ideas work for different groups, and I love the flexibility of that. Yeah. I'm wondering if you could be specific about what your learning objectives were for them. So were you asking them, okay, I want the participants to really be aware that they can't, they don't always succeed at the first time, and there are a lot of ways to problem solve. Was that part of your process and breaking down after the game? So talk a little bit about those things. Yeah, actually the whole purpose, I think, of the activity was how we set up team building exercises because there's all these resources online for different activities you can do. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the work in it is how you set it up and how you debrief it. And so for them in particular, the the lesson of failure was really important. And again, it really matters what their experience is like and how they communicate during the game. And so as a facilitator, I'm paying attention to what their experience is and basing the debrief on that. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of observing and reflecting. And then what I'm hearing is that in those closing moments, you're doing your best to kind of bring attention to anything that isn't already present in the group's awareness that you are seeing. Is that what you mean right exactly or putting words to things that maybe they are aware of and helping them put those words just creating a space that they can walk through what was successful and what was hard and you know how they can then apply the lessons they learn in that activity to other ways that they have to work together yeah and I know for you you were expressing the value of questions and that you used a series of questions to help the teachers think about the process and if you could walk us through kind of what that value is about and the kinds of questions you might use. Sure. Um, I always say that the debrief needs to be just as long as the exercise, because I think Mm. the real value is in that time you spend processing what happened and why. Um, And so I went through with the teachers a variety of different formats you can use in order to be interactive and creative with how you move through that. And then we also talked about particular topics that we might cover, you know, leadership. So you can look at who was a leader and what what does leadership look like? Is it always someone who's talking a lot or can it be someone who's, who's quiet and strong? What sort of challenges they go through, how their communication was, whether it was effective and if everyone was included in decision making um, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious if you have thought about from the teaching perspective things that actually don't work when you're doing team building or trying to use questions Ooh, so i actually did something with this group that i probably wouldn't do with other groups which is that i called on someone who was not successful specifically and i would Mm -hmm. not normally point that person out um he was the first one to drop the ball in that first experience experience and then he mm-hmm. actually offered a couple suggestions that the other team members just like ignored or knocked away. I was like that's not going to work. And so I <laughs> wanted to get with him and see how that felt for him. Mm-hmm. Um and I think because this community is already so well connected that it, he was able to just run through that and not take it personally with students that would be a something that I would tend to avoid would be calling out somebody specifically and you know, if we're going to talk about failure to make sure we're doing it in this way that we're building up toward the, to the success. I would also be thoughtful if I really hate when we run out of time for a team building activity. I've mm-hmm. done that and they've never seen success. And mm. so a debrief in that scenario looks different because there's something missing that they're holding on to that they really want to get to this place where they feel like they completed the task. So what did you do in that situation where 
okay, time went long and we've got to wrap it up and there wasn't success. How did you approach that from the teaching standpoint? Um, So in our setup, we actually talk about the difference between um, an objective and a goal. Mm -hmm. And so the goal is always to work together or to build some sort of skill. And so I always go back to the fact that we were successful in that. Even if we didn't complete the task, Mm -hmm. which was to get the ball to this other place, we still saw success in that we worked together um, and we tried new things. And so we focus on that and sort of keep the opportunity open to trying something new and maybe getting another opportunity on another day. Yeah, I hear that. I'm curious also about the role that trust plays in team building and particularly about trust from the perspective of the facilitator and how you're choosing activities or questions in regard to, because what I heard you say earlier is people were already connected here. And so that essentially gave them a quality of trust that they Mm. might not already have. So can you talk a little maybe about that? Yeah, I think you have to know your group. And so if, if they have that, then you can be a little more free with the discussion. You can sort of let them work things out and you can be more hands off and let them Mm -hmm. um, figure things out for themselves. I mean, the teachers here, some of the realizations they had in debrief without me even having to create the space for it were just amazing and they were building on each other. Mm. I've seen groups of students where they weren't working together very well. And so you have to go in the through the back door sometimes with mm-hmm. those debrief questions. That's where some of the um, more interactive formats come in so that they're not paying attention as much to, you know, what one other student is doing or, or where they feel. Um, something I like is voting with your feet. And so I have them <laughs> move their bodies on a continuum. So you'll stand over here on the left if you think you were a leader and you'll stand over here on the right if you think you were a follower or somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle, right? And so then they don't have to verbalize what they were feeling, they just put themselves in a line Mm -hmm. and they can look around and draw conclusions. You can do a similar thing with a a bullseye. So you can be in the middle if you agree with this thing or towards the edges if you you disagree. Yeah, so in those scenarios, the instructor is almost kind of removing the stakes of verbal communication and really kind of allowing people to see visually okay, how are you reflecting about the process that we just went through together? Very cool. What about resources? Because it's pretty amazing how you can just reference kind of like, well, maybe this option or maybe this option. But I'm wondering for other teachers, do you have resources that you go back to or that you really love when you're looking at team building? Yeah, I feel like most, um, if you Google team building exercises you're going to come up with the same 10 games over and over again and (laughs) again I want to hit that more important than the activity is the way that you structure it right to make sure everybody feels safe that we're making sure we're paying attention to physical and emotional safety on the front end and that we're really getting at the purpose which is to to work together and to build these skills at the Mm -hmm. end and so I feel like so much attention is paid to what is this game that we're playing and not enough attention paid to how do we structure it. I found an amazing, and it's a really long, like 80 page resource um, called the team building facilitation manual from Penn state. And Mm -hmm. I just found it on the internet. Um, There's also a venture team building has a debrief question master list, which is nice to be able to pull from a variety of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's also a debrief, a, 
appendix by this company called Toobies, T-O-O-B-E-E-Z. Um, and when the teachers, I actually shared a, a list of activities that a colleague of mine in grad school came up with. She was really into games, and she, there's 80 games in this booklet that we oh, wow. now all have at Odyssey. <laughs> awesome. So we can put some of those resources in our liner notes. I wondered if you also, just for teachers who might be listening out there, have thoughts about moments in the classroom that you choose to use team building exercises, so times that you kind of have recognized are really great for those sort of moments. Yeah, I think that an opportunity to do something like this before a bigger group project is nice mm-hmm. in a way to sort of say, this is how we work together and this is how we get through challenges um, before we get to something more academic where we're going to have to use those same skills. Yeah. Also, if you're noticing that there is some discord among among students in a group together and they're not communicating very well. It's a fun way to practice communication skills and then look back on it and say, hey, you could be doing this in your classwork as well. So much fun. I saw so many smiling faces (laughs) and play. There's so much playfulness in the moments. It was wonderful. So much joy when you're just done, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with us? Um, Yeah, just one thing. You know, we talked about how we set it up to separate this goal of working together from the objective of completing the task. And we talked about debrief. Um, Just quickly, during the activity, I think that the role of the facilitator is to not do very much. And that's really hard, right? To hold your tongue and to not intervene and to let them struggle and just be paying attention and noticing so that you can bring these observations to the debrief later. I only intervene when tensions are high, right? And when they're struggling and they're really feeling like they're going to give up soon. And my intervention is usually just asking questions and focusing on them on what's working well. But I think that's one of the big struggles for teachers is to, to sit back and watch and not get involved actively in the activity. Yeah, I would agree. When we have done team building work and are taking students out, I see because teachers naturally want to lean in and find those moments and kind of help it happen. And it's the hardest to just sit and let it unfold before them. And there's so much value in that, the learning experience then and for you to hold on to that for the debrief later. Yeah, definitely. That is a lovely thought for us to end on. So thank you so much for joining us in the studio today, JP. Thanks for having me. And tune in next week for another Best Practices in Education. This has been Best Practices in Education, an Odyssey School podcast. It was recorded here in our music studio in Asheville, North Carolina at Odyssey School, engineered by our music director, River Gargarian, and the original theme music was created by the Misfits of Cragberry, an Odyssey student band. Let's fly away in a cloud. See you.